and I am telling you guys, if there is any justice in our elections, he is going to be elected the 47th president of the United States. And if you guys thought that Donald Trump was evil, uh, overbearing, too radical when he was the 45th president, I am telling you it is going to be wild. Get ready for the uncloseted conservative hour you've been waiting for. No censors, no fake news, just facts and the freedom to speak them. Friends, if you are still in the conservative closet, I've got one question for you. Why? We've sat in silence. We've been on the sidelines for years. How has it been working out? That's why it's an uncloseted conservative revolution right here, right now. Let's get into it. Welcome back to The Joe Mobley Show. I am Joe Mobley, your host, the original uncloseted conservative. Guys, obviously, we're going to be talking about uh, the big news, the big news, the raid on President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago home in Florida. Uh, But first, I got to let you know that the show is presented by Birch Gold Group. Guys, if you're interested in buying precious metals, I'm talking gold, I'm talking silver, uh, birchgold.com is an awesome place to do it. They're also the best in the biz for setting up a precious metals IRA for you today. If you want a free information kit, all you got to do is text Mobley to 989898. That's Mobley to 989898. Text them today. Guys, we've got no guests on the show today. We're just getting right into in into the news and in, in, into the event. Because really, truly, truly, anything else that you're seeing um, on these news stations, on, on CNN or what have you, if they're not talking about this, uh, they're probably talking about bullcrap. Um, so, I mean, that's just the fact. Um, so now they are talking about it right now, the probe into classified documents. Uh, the, the whole thing is just truly, truly incredibly stupid. Um, there, there's no way that this can kind of be, you know, scaled back from this point. Uh, and a lot of the things, the media is so often full of it, but a lot of the things being said right now about how unprecedented this is, how serious this is, how much of an issue it is that the Department of Injustice did this, that stuff is true. You know, I try not to use the word unprecedented on the show. It, it's something that just thrown out there uh, like candy. Everyone's saying it all the time. This has never been done in the history of the United States. We are not a country, at least before, everything in the past, everything to the left of, of this moment in time, we were not a country where the military or the criminal justice apparatus was weaponized and pointed at political opposition. Yesterday, when you woke up in the United States, that was not true of this country. Today and every other day for the rest of the republic, when you wake up in the United States, that is true. That is reality in this country. And this this is the stuff that the left does 
and their ideas are so half-baked. They have not thought through this. They What they are trying to do, what this is all about, is trying to stop Donald Trump from for running for president in 2024. That's what this whole entire thing is about. They are going to destroy the country in pursuit of stopping one old man. Because guess what? There are much worse people than Donald Trump. There are much worse conservatives, Republicans, whatever you want to call them. There are far-right radicals. And giving them the power with this precedent and giving these far-left lunatics the power to do this kind of thing is insanely stupid. That's why everyone is saying these things about Pandora's box, about the genie out of the bottle. And one one of the most bone-chilling things that has really taken the news cycle on every side of the aisle, left-wing media, right-wing media, this is a crossing the Rubicon moment, okay? Because Julius Caesar crosses the Rubicon and it starts... Uh, it, it starts the civil war that that ends in in the collapse of the Roman Republic. This this really is. Everyone talks about all of the events of history in January six, where democracy almost died and our nation was almost lost. No, this is the moment when historians look back at the history of the United States. I am telling you with with full certainty that this is the moment they're going to say that is when the radical left, the political left, that's when they went too far and they did irreversible damage to the country. This is something that cannot be repaired, even in the short order. Donald Trump is going to run. I fully expect that Donald Trump is going to run for president. He is going to win the primary no matter who's running. Ron DeSantis, Christy Nome, I, I, I don't care. Definitely squish Ted Cruz. He's, he is very likely. If I were a betting man, I would lose a lot of money if he didn't run. He is very likely. He is going to run for president. He's going to win the primary. Uh, and if it's a free and fair election, if it's not a bunch of nonsense like 2020, he's going to win. He still has more support than the sitting president and vice president and all of the king's horses and all the king's men on the other side of the aisle. He has more support than all of them combined. AOC and the squad, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, everyone on the left, okay? And you know what? I've been disturbed in, in my little Joe Mobley spirit. I've been disturbed at the the kind of scuttlebutt that Michelle Obama might be running for president. I, I've been telling people she would be an unstoppable candidate. There would be nothing we can do to stop her from winning the White House. She would be the person to defeat Donald Trump. After this, I, I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. I, I do think that people are so upset. I think that there is more of a risk of violence right now than in all of the other nonsense that they've done and locking down the entire nation, the entire world for over a year and the mail-in ballot scheme, the, the ballot trafficking and the harvesting nonsense, the, the uh, secretaries of state 
just turning the law on its head and acting as little little dictators in their states, especially uh, thinking Georgia, thinking Pennsylvania, thinking all the nonsense that went on in Arizona. The, the whole January 6th debacle and the political imprisonment of the, the political prisoners that we still have in solitary confinement um, in Washington, D.C., with all of that bullcrap that we've put up with, I believe that the most volatile situation to happen in a long time was the rating of Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago home yesterday. And I got to cut over to this just to see what these psychos are saying. Um, so let's, uh, let's enjoy this uh, CNN nonsense together just for a minute for the search but here this is this is what they're saying that's right you're not going to make this move unless you have a high bar and i'm putting putting that over 90 percent that you're getting classified information that's step one that that classified information is significant that's step two for example it's not just that he took documents related to a conversation with the french president that doesn't cut the bar on it that might reach a secret level classification in my old life you're not going to get a search warrant for that, so that it has to relate to something. Yeah, significant. he's just talking bullcrap. Relating to the negotiations right in June, you're anticipating that you will not get those documents. You might anticipate that they're going to be destroyed, but in the in reviewing those documents today, those agents going to the FBI director and, and the attorney general have to be able to say today. So he's just spitting bullcrap right now. He's saying that it wasn't just, they had to believe that they weren't just getting classified information. They were getting really scary, really important classified information. Uh, no, that, that's not how this works, okay? So many problems with this. Let's, let's, let's leave CNN here. Um, so many problems with this, this whole thing. One. The president of the United States is allowed to have classified documents uh, that that's just that's just basic knowledge. OK, this is PolitiFact um, talking about as commander in chief, uh, the president is ultimately responsible for classification and declassification when someone lower in the chain of command handles classification, declassification duties. It's done as a delegation of authority. Um, this is a proper delegation of authority, not the illegal type of delegation of authority that, say, Congress does when it shirks its lawmaking responsibility and leaves it to Supreme Court justices to legislate from the bench or leaves it to the executive through executive agencies and all of these administrative agencies with no oversight uh, and the permanent deep state where you get Dr. Fauci's, where you get A.G. Garland's, where you get uh, Director Christopher Ray's with the FBI, where you get all these corrupt CIA officials that just operate with impunity because they know that they outlast the presidency and they celebrate and say, like the very gender-confused uh, energy, Department of Energy person, I forget their name, you know, the person in the, the American flag heels who actually hates the country, they get to be in their positions for decades. They get to make policy. They get to decide the direction of the country, not the president. They could care less who's in the White House. All they see, a president or a Congress that is against their political ideological beliefs, all they see them as, at most, 
is a speed bump to achieving the radical things that they want to achieve at most. So this is, you know, they're, they're, CNN and the media, they're doing the best that they can to make this seem like something so different than it actually is. This is a dispute with the National Archives, you know, the place that uh, Nicolas Cage breaks into and steals the Declaration of Independence and goes and, and looks at it with all of the, the secret glasses that the, SCOTA, the leftist SCOTUS justices use to see all of the invisible bullcrap on the Constitution when they're supposedly interpreting it. This is that building, that, that government institution, um, which has, you know, you go and you can see military uniforms, of past presidents and, and the, the revolutionaries, and you can, see, um, you can see old money, you can see just things that are crucial to American history, real 1776 American history. Um, you won't find 1619 Project Bullcrap in there. Uh, it's, the National Archives is confused like the rest of us because they believe that the nation was found on July 4th, 1776, when uh, those, those brave men signed a suicide pact against the largest, uh, you know, strongest military empire the world had ever seen. That's what the National Archives is about. Uh, but apparently... There's this back and forth between the National Archives, and they had requested some documents from the president, um, President Trump, and there were there were some classified documents in those boxes, in those boxes of documents that they had requested or had seen or hadn't seen, or uh, presumably they had to see them uh, for them to know to such a high degree of certainty that a judge would sign off. They're pretending like that is a true rigid line in the ethics and morality of these leftist operatives going after Donald Trump that it's not. And we'll, we'll talk about that later in the show. It's verifiably false uh, that the, the protections in our criminal justice system are reasonably expected to be brought to bear to protect a citizen and also a former president like Donald J. Trump. Um, if you believe that's true, of the criminal justice system, then you are an unintelligent person. You are completely asleep at the wheel. You have not been paying attention to anything that's happened since well before 2016. And we are, we are going to get into exactly why you should not trust the Department of Injustice, the FBI, and all of these government cronies. We, we are definitely talking about that today. But the big lie, the big lie here that we are supposed to believe is they are doing all of this because of a dispute with the National Archives, a glorified museum dispute justifies the rating of a former United States president. This is the Rubicon moment. I'm telling you guys, Right now, I'm telling you what's going to happen when Donald Trump is going to beat this nonsense. This is Ben Shapiro says it all the time. This is a nothing burger. This is the biggest nothing burger I've ever seen. And I, and I mean that. This is the biggest nothing burger I've ever seen, bar 
none. Donald Trump is going to win the primary. He's going to be the candidate. And I am telling you guys, if there is any justice in our elections, he is going to be elected the 47th president of the United States. And if you guys thought that Donald Trump was evil, uh, overbearing, too radical when he was the 45th president, I am telling you, it is going to be wild. It, it is going to be that word that I don't like using. It's going to be unbelievable. Um, I'm going to be talking about my predictions of what I think is going to happen later in the show when Donald Trump is reinstated, uh, reinstated, reelected as the president. Um, and if I have time, I'll definitely uh, pull up your chat. So speaking about chats, guys, um, you know that I love seeing your messages. The most reliable way uh, to get a hold of me is to email me. I love hearing your thoughts. Email ask at thejoemobleyshow.com. Uh, that's ask at thejoemobleyshow.com. I love hearing your thoughts. I'm going to be reading those uh, emails live on air as well. Uh, so wherever you're watching this, listening to this, podcast, radio, YouTube, well, not on YouTube because I'm banned again from YouTube. Um, and I'm, I'm actually just going to stop doing the podcast and the live stream on YouTube. I'm just going to release small, like traditional YouTube videos like I used to do way back in the beginning. Um, I'm, I'm just going to release those videos, which are like the little three to five minute rants of me and they're edited and all that stuff. Uh, but wherever you're listening, make sure that you like, share and subscribe. If you're a podcast listener, thank you guys so much for all of the rates and reviews. I've, I've really been enjoying reading them. Um, I think it really helps uh, the reach of the show um, and helps more people learn about my show and, and get into this, uh, this content. That's really important stuff that we're talking about here um, on the show. So thank you. You know, I work hard making the content, but truly it doesn't get anywhere without you supporting it with your voice, with your like, with your comment, with your subscribe, and of course sharing it with friends. Um, so thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for that. Um, make sure that you are subscribed because Big Tech likes to unsubscribe people for whatever reason. I'm not going to go through all of the ticker things. I'm just going to leave up the support ticker for the rest of the show. And guys, you can always use my promo code on mypillow.com. Huge, huge, huge savings. The promo code is Mobley, M-O-B-L-E-Y. Make sure it doesn't get autocorrected to monkey, folks. Uh, so if you... If you need slippers, pillows, uh, user dream sheets, they've just launched a deal on the, the other type of sheet that they have in there. They're just wonderful sheets. They're like cool to the touch. Um, make sure that you go to mypillow.com and use promo code MOBLY. Uh, click on the radio listener square if you're a radio listener um, for additional savings. Promo code MOBLY, mypillow.com. So thanks, guys. Thanks for all that you do to support the show. I really, really, really appreciate it. Um, so where, uh, where am I here? Let's see. This screen's supposed to be over there. Boom. Oh man. So a lot of people are outraged and understandably so this is, this, this is the type of thing to be outraged about. Um, because they're 
they are launching a full scale political war. Okay, and and it's not guns are there, guns are involved, but it's it's not with firing a shot. It's with this constant threat of cancellation of of um, you know needless investigations. This constant threat that you'll be audited into oblivion. You know, with the bill that just passes, and they're, and they're going they're going to be bringing on eighty seven thousand IRS agents federal law enforcement agents with the power to turn your life into a living hell, with the power to upend everything that you're working on, your pursuit of happiness, your ability to just work and, and live your life, you know, as, as an individual with agency, they have the ability to just throw a grenade into all of that. And and with the only law enforcement agency that I'm aware of that comes to you and says, we believe that you may have committed a crime. Prove to us that you didn't or pay extreme fines or go to prison. I was listening to a show this morning where someone was accused of some type of tax evasion where the total sum was about $45,000. Uh, and their friend and their attorney told them, you know what? You didn't do this. We've looked through it. What they're accusing you of, you did not do. You can provide sufficient documentation to clear your name and to make this go away. And they said, you know what? That's going to cost a lot more than $45,000. It's, it's easier and it makes the most sense to just pay them. So the, this is the United States federal government operating like a drug cartel, getting PISO, getting, getting safety money, getting, getting a fee for your safety. This is full-blown, you know, force, fraud, and coercion is what it is. This, is. this is what a trafficking network does. This is what the mafia does. This is what uh, triad organizations do. That's what your federal government is lording over American citizens now and they want to greatly expand that operation by bringing on 87,000 more fed stormtroopers that are able to do it. That's what that's what's going on here so they can keep doing stuff like this. And I fully believe that the FBI is next. The FBI will saying that they need to greatly expand their agent base. Well, guess what? They can't because no one wants to be an FBI agent. The FBI is recruiting at an unprecedented pace because the most prestigious law enforcement agency that every man, woman, and child that ever wanted to badge the gun wanted to be a part of, well, they're losing popularity. No one wants to work for you anymore because you're doing stuff like this. And all of the agents involved and those members of the the, uh, ERT, the evidence response team, you should be ashamed for yourself. I hope and pray that there were some FBI agents who walked away from this, who turned in their credentials, or who just went to their supervisor's office and said, I absolutely won't be a part of this charade. This is, out, this, this is outrageous. This is a bridge too far. What is going to become of our country if we, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, you know, uh, freaking fidelity, integrity, and whatever bullcrap, it, it's just your lies, bravery. If there is a single ounce of bravery in that building, then at least a small group of people 
quit their jobs, turned in their credentials, or went and read their supervisors the riot act. And I hope that you did. And if you if you took that stand and you're staying in, I hope that you are also courageous enough uh, to get on Project Veritas's website. You can get on Milo, any of these secure ways of communication, and you need to get a message out from the inside of that crap hole within the Department of Injustice, and you need to get information out to the public that only you have access to. Because it's it's absolutely outrageous. I, I turned in my chip. Maybe I did it too soon. Maybe I'm just... I fly off the collar or whatever too quickly. I don't know. I turned in all of my intelligence chips and all of that, you know, military industrial complex bullcrap. So I, I'm completely out. They wouldn't let me in if I wanted back in. Uh, well, that's not true. The FBI did send me an email asking me uh, at one point in time, I was I was on the process to become an agent. Uh, I withdrew myself from candidacy, not because I lost faith in the agency, because I had a really nice job that I really enjoyed and I didn't want to leave um, at, a, at a prestigious consulting firm. Uh, and the FBI just hit me up out of the blue, an email asking if I would consider coming back to be an agent, asking if I would consider um, rekindling that process. Absolutely not. They wouldn't have me even if I wanted to. Oh, man. Can you guys imagine that, like watching and listening? Can you imagine what my life would have been like if I was an employee of this despicable, disgraceful agency? Or any of that. And I, I was in the track with a lot of the three-letter agencies. I am not any longer. I can tell you that with all degrees of certainty. Um, and you guys know they would not. They would not let me within a mile of any of those places. Man. So many questions going through everyone's head. And... You know, this is one that keeps coming back in my mind, and maybe it's coming back in your mind, but where is the line? We put up with the lockdowns, we put up with the stolen election, we put up with uh, the flagrant, flaunted in our faces two tiered justice system when it has to do with the Clintons, when it has to do with her email server and want to talk about classified documents, we're definitely going to be bringing Hillary Clinton back into the episode. Um, we put up with all of this stuff. We, we put up what was obviously, obviously a stolen election. We, we put up with so much bull crap. But the question is, what are we not willing to put up with? Because I feel like 87,000 IRS agents crawling through Christians and conservatives and faith-based organizations, all of our finances in perpetuity. I feel like the feds armed to the teeth, busting in near our homes while we're there, while we're not there, um, with warrants signed off by very likely corrupted judges. And there, there's some you know, news that's not been verified. Um, so I, I'm going to wait until it's verified. I've stepped in that before. Um, but there, there is a story looming about the judge because everything must be fine with the warrant because it was signed by a judge. Like, 
the fraudulent warrants that the same Federal Bureau of Investigation got to do their unlawful, unconstitutional, just flagrantly illegal and violations everywhere from A to Z investigation and spy campaign into then-candidate Donald Trump when they lied to and defrauded the FISA court, where they lied to a a FISA court judge to get illegal warrants. And then they had the warrants renewed as many as three times. They fabricated, they lied about evidence that they got from the warrants. They got nothing from the warrants. You know how they got nothing from, and in case you're a little slow, lest you think that I'm lying, you know how you can verify with your own brain that they got nothing from the Pfizer warrants on Donald Trump. He was a private citizen at the time and they did not arrest him. They didn't bring him in for questioning. He's not been charged with anything. All they did was get caught using a foreign intelligence official from freaking Britain, Christopher Steele and the bullcrap Steele dossier. All of that stuff was lies. I knew it was a lie when it was happening. And I said as much. And I wrote articles about it. And I got into some intense debate with intelligence professionals at the top of their fields who train and educate on the international intelligence stage. And we went toe-to-toe. And you know who won? I did, because I'm not a freaking idiot. I don't believe the FBI. I don't trust them for one second. And you shouldn't either. Have you seen, um, if if you subscribe to the Epic Times, the Epic Times has this, this like folder thing. I have one. I never opened mine. Sorry, Epic Times. I, I was a year or two ahead of you on that. I'd already figured out as an individual doing grad school assignments, all of that story while you were still getting your facts together or whatever. And I get it. I'm, I'm just an individual, um, you know, an individual person making private statements. I don't have the same... Uh, I don't have the same burden standard of evidence that you do because I know that, you know, the Fed and the media is all over you with lawsuits and and potential charges and whatnot. Um, But if you get one of these things, the Epic Times has one. I think it's called Spygate. Let me let me just type it in here. Epic Times Spygate. Uh Okay, well that's not showing me that's not showing me the the fold up poster, but it does pull all of the articles um you know with uh, John Durham um with the Durham reports and everything going down with that investigation, Russia Russia Russia. I like this one. Reminder, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax was a political dirty tricks operation. Um, that, that's kind of a way that you can say it. But another way that you can say it was this was multiple federal agencies conspiring and colluding together to commit extremely egregious felonies against a private American citizen who is the prominent 
political candidate for president from from the uh, the GOP, the Republican candidate for president, and they undermine him every step of the way. They illegally spied on him. They illegally obtained evidence, which actually wasn't evidence, but they lied about obtaining evidence to to keep stringing along the FISA court and saying, no, we're, we're bringing down the big indictment. Surprise, there was no big indictment. They lied. And everyone involved, James Comey, Christopher Steele, Hillary Clinton, and the DNC, they should all be in prison because what they did was illegal. It was deeply morally and ethically wrong. But it was also, at the time, that was an unprecedented thing. That kind of thing had never been done. This is not the... This is not tantamount to a Watergate 2.0 Nixon-type deal. This is the federal law enforcement and intelligence apparatus pointed at an American citizen to stop them from becoming president against the will of the people. That's what went on here. And the Democrats sit around and they point fingers and they say that Republicans are evil, authoritarian, Nazis, power-grabbing, and they do stuff like this. And then you fast forward, they undermine him every step of his presidency with impeachment after impeachment. Now he's a private citizen. He's sitting at home. I guess he was in New York City at the time, but his home in Florida is sitting there and they're so afraid of this man who who lost. Remember, why are they still afraid of him? He lost the last election by a landslide. Joe Biden got, what, tens of millions of votes more than him? Uh, Trump got, what, 71 and Biden got over 80? Biden is so wildly popular. If the Democrats are so wildly popular, they are crushing it. Everyone loves what they're selling. Why are they so afraid of a Donald Trump candidacy again that they are doing crap like this? They were afraid of him the first time around. They were willing to point every weapon the federal government has at a private citizen which is the legal, folks. It is illegal. Everyone who is involved, when, when all of this comes crashing down, and I believe that it will, I believe that he will be back in the White House, everyone who is involved in all of this bullcrap needs to be in prison, I think, for the rest of their lives because they cannot be trusted to walk the streets of the United States after they have tried a violent... You talked about January 6th. This Steele dossier bullcrap was a violent, uh, an attempt at a violent overthrow of the American government. Okay, I wrote a paper on this, and I think the paper was literally called FBI attempts to, it it was something like FBI attempts to subvert constitutional process and the will of the people. Why? Because that's exactly what they did. They tried to say, shut up, America. We know what's best for you. We are going to install our candidate not the DNC, the FBI's candidate, the CIA's candidate, the Department of Injustice's candidate. That's why these agencies need to be burned to the ground figuratively, not literally. These agencies need to be done away with. Okay, all of them. ATF, FBI, definitely the IRS. Can you just think about what the IRS does? I I said this before, but just in case you missed it, they come to you and say, prove to us you didn't commit a crime. That is illegal. You shouldn't even have to answer this audit bullcrap, okay? Let alone that 
the taxes are largely illegal. And no, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about, you know, it, it, the Constitution gives uh, Congress the power to tax, but you need to read up on your history of the taxes. Income taxes, the way that they exist right now, are a temporary war effort, like mass and emergency use authorization vaccines. Also, throwing George W. Bush under the bus, the emergency use authorization for the war in Iraq and Afghanistan, that it, it's an emergency on September 12th. It's an emergency on October, you know, 1st, November, December. That that's the emergency period. 14, 15, 16, 17 years later, the emergency has elapsed. It is no longer an emergency. It's it's unethical, unjust. If you want that, if you want that declaration of war, then you get it from Congress. That's what the Constitution says. We can't have endless emergencies. An emergency is uncertain, complex, quick. An emergency is someone kicks in your door with a gun in their hand. An emergency is you're at the ATM machine and someone smashes your head into the glass and tells you to give you all their money, tells you to give them all your money. If they tell you to take all their money, I don't know. That could be an emergency too. But these things, this COVID thing is not an emergency. Uh, Donald Trump is a popular candidate and people might vote for him. That's not an emergency. That doesn't authorize the, this freaking government machine to go after him because they don't like him. So these agencies that lie and steal and cheat and seem to only point their power at one political party, these agencies need to be disbanded. All of them. History lesson for you, because people say, you know, I, I always, um, and this is not a joke, I always say, if I woke up and I was the president, or if I ran for president, my platform would be one page long, and it would be notarized. And on that platform, it would say that I would disband almost every three or four letter agency the federal government has. There are some qualifications for that. If the agency is an executive or administrative agency, I would very likely disband them or I would cut them down to a quarter of their size. The IRS would be disbanded completely. I will tell you how I will disband the IRS. I'm not running. I'm too young to run for president. Also, you guys uh, messaged me that a lot. I'm too young to run for president. Uh, and, uh, and I'm not. Uh, yeah, Michael Trost, absolutely right. What they are doing to President Trump, they will do to us all. Absolutely right. Lori says, good choice to not go back. Uh, I don't remember what that's in reference to, Lori. Um, it, was, it looks like it was over 10 minutes ago. I'll try and keep a better eye on the chat. Speaking of a better eye on the chat, I got to jump on Rumble because StreamYard still doesn't let me have my Rumble comments. Apologies, everyone. Let's see if there are any comments over there. All right. Hey, Rumble crowd. Sorry, but I'm I'm in here now. So if you want to uh, send any chats on on the Rumble side, I will see them. 
All right, let's get this back where it goes. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, remember, guys, you can always get in touch with me by emailing ask at djmobileshow.com. Love uh, reading your messages and keeping up with you guys there. All right, what was I saying? Ah, yes, how I will disband uh, the IRS. So if I were to sway around on January 20th, on that day, I would be giving the IRS several different types of notices. On January 19th, you know, a year less a day of my presidency, the agency would not exist anymore. It would be undone. And again, the history note was the IRS was born out of the executive, you know, Obama style, a pen and a phone. It was born out of an executive order and it can go away with the pen stroke of the president of the United States. And I fully expect, I fully expect when Donald Trump is back in the White House, that that agency will be on notice and will be abolished by the time he leaves the White House. That's what I would do. I don't care if Donald Trump had a health crisis tomorrow and couldn't run anymore. Whoever the next Republican president of the United States is, if they are truly a constitutional conservative, they will get rid of that evil, unjust, unethical, immoral, completely corrupt agency. IRS, gone. FBI, gone. But here's how you get rid of it. I, I get that it could be very destabilizing to come in and say to all of them, you're fired, but I would love to do it. But here's what I do. The senior staff, you know, the, the thousands of senior executive service members that President Obama installed with his pen and his phone, 90% of them would be fired immediately before I gave my inaugural speech, you know, when after the, so help me God. And I put my hand down and I walk up to the microphone. There's, you know, there could be a PS at the end, you know, a postscript. I would do a prescript before I gave my inaugural speech. I would say every member of the IRS who is an ES one or two, you're fired effective immediately. Your credentials are no longer good. Your security clearances are voided. Do not step foot in a federal government facility. Your belongings will be sent to you. And then I would give my inaugural address. So that takes care of the senior levels of corruption. And I hope, I hope so badly that they'd try and disobey that first order spoken by the president because I would see to it that justice was served and they go to prison. All right, the rest of the seniors would have a 90-day notice except for a small team that I would literally handpick. I'd probably bring those jokers in and interview them in the Oval Office, something that the president has never done and something that those idiots have never experienced. And those interviews would decide who stays beyond the 90 days just to the end of the year to see, to sunset the ship, to sunset the IRS. Um, about a quarter of the group, about a quarter of the entire agency would get a six-month notice, a nine-month notice, and then a 12-month notice. And then I would incentivize them to quit sooner because... I would, I would put out an allowance program 
so that they got a portion of their salary based on how soon they left. So they've got 12 months, but if they left at three or four months, they would get a portion of the remaining salary as an incentive to getting out of the IRS. And then everyone who stayed for day 364, they just get they'd get fired. They were like, whatever. I don't know why those people would stay. Um, no one would believe that would happen. And I would do it to that one agency so everyone could see it. And then I would do it to dozens of other agencies simultaneously. Uh, but a lot of these senior executive service members, they'd get fired immediately. And, you know, people, there'll be all kinds of lies said about it. I don't, I don't care. Oh, this is going to cause destabilization. If anything, you saw during COVID, a lot of supervisors hated this fact that their teams could do their jobs because they knew how to do their jobs without their supervisor being able to physically look out of their office and see them. Um, that was kind of one of the inconvenient things. Elon Musk, you know, he doesn't like remote work. He says you can pretend to work somewhere else. Um, and there's a lot of validity to that attitude and that type of statement about telework and remote work and blah, blah, blah. Um, but the government hated it. I, I had a lot of government clients and they hated that their teams were extremely productive and can could work just fine without coming into the office and without being burdened by people that needlessly stop into their into their offices or their cubicles and all of the posturing with the different GS grades and the different, you know, military ranks when Colonel such and such or General or Admiral such and such was on the floor, when it was like, hey, we don't care about all of that. We're actually just at our workstation working. Um, there there were <laughs> most of the projects and operations that I worked on were accelerated. They they happened quicker and faster and with less errors. But that was because the supervisors were removed and the workers were just left to do the work. You saw this on construction projects all over the United States, um, all over the place, construction projects just taken off, going crazy. Um, guys, don't trust the FBI. Don't trust the fact that they're saying that, that there was a judge who signed this warrant, they're, they're not telling you, you know, when something's declassified, uh, when, when the president says it out loud, uh, it's declassified. It, it was every, every single aspect of the raid to kill Osama bin Laden uh, was classified. Many of those aspects were declassified immediately upon President Obama going out and revealing a lot of sensitive information about the operation and essentially uh, causing or contributing to a lot of operatives being burned, a lot of intelligence that people risk their lives to, to obtain um, phones, hard drives, uh, you know, those seals, they kill him, but then they do a thing called tactical site exploitation um, where, you know, this is the scene in movies where they're like bag and tag, whatever, you know, take what you can, hard drives, all electronics, documents, that kind of stuff. They stay on the X. They, they've crashed a helicopter. So the entire community is awake and the community are Taliban sympathizers or just plain Jane Taliban. Um, so this is a very tough spot for the SEALs to be in and their combat support teams. Um, and they're risking it all so that they can 
exploit to the fullest so that they can get all of the intelligence that they possibly can and bring it back to save American lives, to increase uh, operational effectiveness and scope back home with our international anti-terror operations. And Obama squandered all of that by running his big mouth and declassifying a bunch of stuff. As the president of the United States, you get to do that. As a soldier, sailor, uh, airman, guardian, whatever, uh, a GS civilian, a federal contractor, you do not get to do that. There was a process for classification and declassification. I was once a portfolio security manager that oversaw dozens of classified contracts. I was not empowered to classify and declassify. The president sets those rules. They don't follow them. The president gets to decide unilaterally because they're the president, because they are the civilian authority set over the military. And these classifications, a law enforcement classification is not a, a classification. Law enforcement sensitive or SBU or UCR, all, all of those different ones that exist on, on the law enforcement side, those are just largely irrelevant in this context. This is military and intelligence. This is CIA, DIA, NSA, um, Department of Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine, well, Marines don't have a department, they're Navy. Um, and I guess I guess the Space Force is under the Air Force for, for this time. Um, this is those classifications, okay? Donald Trump gets to decide. Even now, as a former president, this is something that other former presidents have declassified things, okay? Jimmy Carter's done this. Obama has done that. Presidents have declassified things after their president. This is something that they are allowed to do, okay? If your leftist lunatic friends are confused about this, have them Google it. Donald Trump gets to decide. It, this isn't a situation where the president of the United States is compromising sensitive intelligence operations that are ongoing for 10, 15, 20 years. That is not the case, okay? They keep saying classified information, classified information in his home. I guarantee you, whatever he could fit into 15 boxes, whatever he could fit in all the square footage of that huge Mar-a-Lago mansion is infinitesimally smaller than the servers that Hillary Clinton had destroyed, than over 33,000 emails that she had destroyed after they were subpoenaed. You know what that is? That is a freaking felony. And now that we've crossed the Rubicon, I am so excited because the 47th president of the United States, who is very likely to be Donald Trump, but who cares? Maybe some other Republican are going to indict these people. I fully expect that Hillary Clinton will see the inside of a jail cell because Donald Trump can withstand the goon squad coming to his home because he doesn't have anything to hide. They look through the taxes. They look through uh, his family's lives. They look for. They look through everything illegally with federal intelligence warrants, and they couldn't find. They they got the most intrusive warrant that the world has to offer, and they still couldn't indict this man. You point those weapons at Hillary Clinton, at Bill Clinton. You point those weapons at the names in in Epstein's little black book and and Julian Maxwell's little black book. Point those weapons at those individuals, and let's see 
how they stand up. That's why I am I'm disturbed that this happened, but this is going to have serious consequences for people on the left because they make these decisions flippantly and they never consider what is going to happen with the power that we have just given ourselves when it belongs to the other side. Oh, because I guarantee you, if I were the president of the United States, you would see people in handcuffs that you would have bet your life you would never see behind bars. And lock her up, Hillary Clinton chant's not going to be a chant. I, I fully believe Donald Trump is exactly the kind of person that says, if you are going to fight this kind of fight, then we're going to fight it. We're going to fight it all the way. I fully expect to see Hillary Clinton indicted. I fully expect to see the, the Biden crime family uh, going down. The funniest thing about that is uh, Hunter Biden, they would find him, you know, wherever he's hiding. Uh, you know, they can find all this crap about Donald Trump, but they can't seem to find any of the stuff that's publicly available that's all over the internet, that's on Twitter, that's on Facebook, that's literally front-facing everywhere except for in mainstream media or on any law enforcement official's desk. Uh, they can't find any of that crap, but they can they can find made up reasons to continue to go after Donald Trump. It's absolutely outrageous. The funniest thing is Joe Biden will probably get indicted, but then he'd probably get off because he's not fit to stand trial because he has dementia. That would be the funniest part about that. His cognitive decline would be the thing to save him from prison. Here's one. Here's one. What about this guy? You guys recognize this guy? Well, Eric Swalwell there. What, what swelling? Uh, we can't say on this show, family-friendly show. Um, but but here are some things. Do you know that these are the committees that this uh, this great American sits on? House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence. He's the subcommittee chair of the Intelligence Moderation and Readiness Committee. The House Committee on Homeland Security, Intelligence, and Counterterrorism. The Committee on the Judiciary. And then several sensitive areas of law, antitrust, commercial, administrative law, intellectual property, and the internet. These are all very damning committees and subcommittees to have a leak on. Yet somehow, the chair and member of these committees can have sex with a Chinese spy. It can be made public news, verifiable news, verifiable sources from everyone. Even CNN admits this now. And somehow, this idiot is still in Congress. Here's, has he even been ordered to stop having sex with the Chinese spy? Like, was that even a condition of his continued, you know, his, his continued participation on these committees? They got rid of Marjorie Taylor Greene's committees. They got rid of Marjorie Taylor Greene's committees because she's a Christian, a Christian nationalist, because uh, she believes in individual liberty and the Second Amendment, because she wears, totes, uses, whatever, firearms. Um, but mainly because she is not 
gone after January 6th participants, the, the millions there. There were at least a million people there. Don't believe for a second whenever ridiculous number CNN tells you, oh, there were a few thousand, maybe tens of thousands of... No, 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 no. There were at least 1 million people there. And all of the security agencies there, the Capitol Police, Secret Service, uh, the Diplomat Security Service, whomever, they all know it. And all the surveillance they have in that freaking city, they that district, they all know it. She has not gone after January 6th supporters. She still insists that it wasn't an insurrection and that the United States is unlawfully holding political prisoners in unjust and inhumane ways, largely via solitude confi- uh, solitary confinement. Because of that, they got her stripped of her committees, but this guy can not have foreign contact, not have an inappropriate relationship, but have sex with the Chinese spy. Sleep, sleeping with the enemy is supposed to be like a joke, but literally sleeping with the enemy, and he is on sensitive, intelligent, intelligence, homeland security, judiciary committees, handling intellectual property, uh, internet policy and disputes. Like, really? But we don't have a two-tiered justice system. They will never raid his home. They raided Ruli Giuliani's home. They raided the president of the United States' home. They didn't take the laptop, though. They're not going to raid Hunter Biden's home. They're not going to raid the White House, where Hunter Biden has at least temporarily been, uh, been a resident. Liz Wheeler tweeted this out um, last night. This is uh, people who haven't been raided by the FBI. Pedophiles associated with Jeffrey Epstein. Hillary Clinton, Hunter Biden, Swalwell for sleeping with the Chinese spy. None of these people's homes have been raided. None of these people have been investigated. Well, except for Jeffrey Epstein, um, and then he had a, an unfortunate case of accidental suicide. Um, apparently, apparently, the rule in this country used to be that elections get messy and policy gets messy and governance gets messy, so you don't go after political opponents those who ran against you, previous office holders, um, to include president and secretaries or or their deputies. So secretary of state, uh, defense, these kind of things. ODNI. That is why this is a crossing the Rubicon moment. Those rules are no longer the rules. Everyone is on the table. Former presidents are on the table, maybe for crimes against Americans in Libya, maybe for abandoning your post as the commander-in-chief, maybe for refusing to use special operations forces that you had in the area 
that were booted and suited just waiting for authorization to go and save American lives. Maybe you can prosecute a president for that. Maybe you can prosecute a former Secretary of State. The Secretary of State, you guys got to understand some of the most secretive things in government exist in the operations of the State Department. Everyone thinks that like the CIA is super secretive and clandestine. The State Department, the Department of Energy, these, these departments that aren't on your radar, they have clearances that you've never heard of. I was in the community, they have clearances that I've never heard of. They have operations that we can't even imagine. But the, the sitting Secretary of State, who there are offices, there, there are whole divisions of foreign intelligence agencies and probably of, of hacker and hacktivist organizations, who their whole purpose is to try and exploit the Department of State and its employees. constant. Uh, uh, penetration test, not testing, con constant penetration attempts, hacker attempts, uh, trying to capture every leak, every spillage. There are people whose job it is to try and exploit the Secretary of State. So when the sitting Secretary of State is using their freaking Radio Shack or Best Buy phone, their, their stupid Nokia phone that they had a staffer go out and get, and sets up an unauthorized, unsecure private server and uses it for official United States State Department duty with classified information that far exceeds whatever Donald Trump lawfully had in his home. The, when, when someone gets away with that and another person has... Uncla has classified documents that that they're supposedly going back and forth with the National Archives about getting those documents into them. Guy, that we have a two-tiered justice system, and I I fully expect Donald Trump smirked last night and told someone in his inner circle. Because of this, Hillary Clinton is going to prison. I fully expect that he leaned over to someone and said, I'm going to lock her up. And I fully expect that he is. And Eric Swalwell and Hunter Biden and Jill Biden and Joe Biden, but he'll get off because of his mental illness. And all of the names in those stupid, evil terrible black books of the Maxwells and the Epsteins of the world. And if you're unaware, no one went after human trafficking and human traffickers harder than President Donald Trump. No one. And that is a fact. And everyone in that community knows it. It is going to be scorched earth when he steps back into the White House. It really is. I wonder if Nancy Pelosi's husband, uh, Paul Pelosi, who gets slapped on the wrist for DUIs because he's the husband of the Speaker of the House. 
I wonder if any of those 87,000 IRS agents are going to be investigating him for insider trading or Nancy or any member of the, the Democrat elite. I just wonder. I mean, you know, some people say it's insider trading. Some people say it's a string of coincidences. It's a very impressive string of coincidences. Um, that go between Nancy and Paul Pelosi. Very impressive. All right. So this is going, uh, this is going a little long. Let me try and hit these last two points quickly. Oh, this is just the article. Um, yeah, if if you're not aware, but this is a great article in the Federalist. Um by Margot Cleveland called search warrant or not, Americans have no reason to believe the FBI raid on Trump's Florida home was justified. Um, and uh, Margot, she calls out a lot of the stuff that we spoke about. Um, they unlawfully investigated and spied on uh, Trump, you know, with, with the FISA warrants, you know, saying it's not an excuse to say a judge had to sign a warrant. This, this whole thing just reeks to high heaven. Uh, it really does. What else did she say? I just kind of skimmed this earlier this morning. Um, but yeah, she calls out she calls out how they lied repeatedly in the FISA application process. James Comey, I fully expect to see him indicted um, once uh, once Trump takes the White House again. CIA officials, possibly even Merrick Garland, um, who's just a an awful, filthy piece of human trash. Mm. Special counsel. This is another thing. So, the Department of Injustice did not, and the and the AG's office and the AG himself didn't see any conflict of interest with signing warrants and with Merrick Garland prosecuting President by or President uh, Donald Trump, who literally stopped him from becoming a Supreme Court justice. He does not think that this is prosecutorial misconduct. He does not think that this posed a conflict of interest that merited a special counsel. Donald Trump used special counsel because he's not an idiot and he wanted there to be no impropriety. And he he said, hey, you know what? We're going to use this this uh, process that we have to maybe pull someone out of retirement or or to find and vet someone who can truly be fair and impartial. Merrick Garland cannot be reasonably expected to be fair and impartial with dealing with the person who stopped him from becoming a Supreme Court justice, who stopped many of the nonsense uh, investigations or didn't support, didn't publicly or privately support any of the, the political assassinations that this guy uh, wanted to do. Now, when it's Hillary Clinton's emails and her servers and her staffers deleting servers and deleting emails after they're subpoenaed, which is a literal felony in the United States, uh, when it's that, the Department of Justice 
and the FBI director, Comey at the time, and uh, you know, the attorney general, they're saying, oh, we don't wanna, we don't wanna get into this because it's an election year and it can, you know, we we've we've gotta maintain all appearances of impropriety and we don't want to meddle in in the will of the people when it's Joe Biden's son who's the smartest man that he knows, um, his words, not mine, the best man, the smartest man, when it's Hunter Biden uh, snorting uh, cocaine off of a hooker's butt or or sleeping with Russian prostitutes, um, with sleeping with and either extorting or being extorted by, it's hard to keep track, uh, the mayor of Moscow's wife, um, you know, very likely involved in child sex trafficking, exploiting uh, young women um, with work and sex uh, for money. When it's any of those things, when it's obvious uh, uh, Hunter Biden's art thing, when it's obvious money laundering and influence peddling, when it's any of those five or six major felonies that we just spitballed, uh, well, we can't look into that. Uh, you know, yeah, you know, we've got the laptop. We can verify that it's not Russian uh, misinformation. We can verify its authenticity, but we can't make that move because it could be election tampering. It could be influencing the election and and uh, you know, halting the will of the people. But when it's Donald Trump or George Bush or whomever, it doesn't matter who we put up. That person is going to be called a Nazi. They're going to be called evil. And everything under the sun is going to be justified in their direction, pointed against them, pointed against you, pointed against me, because we are evil in their eyes. But they just do it. And this whole thing, this is the last thing that I'll point out. This is something that uh, MSN actually got right. This whole entire thing is just to achieve this headline. And you know what? I said this last thing. I've got to point out one last thing because it just pissed me off to see it. And I just, I've got to expose it for what it is because it's important. You and I don't typically fall victim to this, but people that we know, love, work with, neighbors, whatever, fall victim to this. And it's important that we can spot it and identify it to them. But this whole entire thing is about disqualifying Trump from holding office again. This is it. This is this is the whole name of the game. However they can do it, January 6th, taxes, you name it. They are throwing everything at the wall to see what will stick. People are saying, oh, well, if he was, um, you know, had he establish his candidacy, had he announced, then we wouldn't have done this. Bullcrap, because when he was a literal candidate, you did this the legal, unconstitutional, unethical, immoral way using foreign intelligence service officials and lying to defrauding the FISA court. So you, you, you can't sell me that lie. You've already done that. J-Shirt says, Joe, you need to put this link up on the screen because 
Kasana Hall is right. So they've they've already lied to us in this way. They've they've already crossed this bridge. All right. Um let's read this real quick. Uh Krishana Hall, this is a crime they are accusing Trump of violating. Watch and see what happens. The difference between Hillary's 30,000 emails and Trump's 15 boxes. Uh, yeah, they do think that we're stupid. Um, so, okay, here we go. Um, is there more to this? Can I, this won't let me open it. Am I not signed into LinkedIn on here? Well, that's weird. What is, why is it doing that? <clears throat> Here, I'm going to take this off screen real quick. So I can sign into that. Boom, boom, whoa. Uh, I don't know why it signed me out of LinkedIn. That's really weird. All right, let's try again, see if I can open this image. Oh, okay, it's a series of images. Uh, Title 18 U.S. Code, this is the criminal code of the United States Code, guys. Um, concealment, removal, or mutilation. Generally, whoever willfully or unlawfully uh, conceals, removes, manipulate, mutilates, blah, blah, it's removal for... Uh, for Donald Trump, with the intent to do so, takes and carries away any record. They, uh, so I think Chris Ann is a little bit off on this. There, he he can't be charged with removing um, because his removal of the documents cannot be unlawful because he was the president of the United States at the time. This is a this is a crime that the president of the United States is incapable of committing. Um, because they're very active, just like Obama's act of saying a piece of classified information out loud, it declassifies it. Um, yeah, if, if Obama went and said, uh, or, or if Biden, if, if we were going to invade a country, it's obviously classified. If Biden had one of his classic gaffes and said, next month we're invading Russia, um, it it's automatically declassified. That's just it's just like when they say stuff, they're they're they constitute military orders. Um, they don't have to they don't have to say I'm issuing an order. Um, so when they say something unclassified, when they say something classified in an unclassified forum, it declassifies it immediately. Um, that's just one of the perks. The president can't screw up in that way because of this. Uh, Jay Shirt says, my fear is moving forward. The fights are going to be in the streets. Um, no one wants that, but 
people are like, oh, violence is never an option. Those people are full of crap or completely stupid. Violence is always on the table. Throughout the long arc of human history, it's always been violence. It's always been rebellion, revolution. It's always been fighting and killing in the streets. We have not transcended anything about the human condition here. We have an awesome country, and we have had multiple full-scale wars in the streets of the United States. Um, that, that's something that's always on the table. To say that violence is off the table is to say that sex is off the table, or murder is off of the table, or poverty or riches is off the table. It's like, no, these are things that exist in our reality because of the desires of the human heart or because of the lack of discipline of the human heart. That, so we are never going to get rid of violence. We're never going to ascend beyond. Um, but to bring it back to U.S. code, they, the latest that I'm hearing is they are trying to say that it's mishandling, uh, mishandling or storage issues with classified documents. Um, which, hey, I don't know where this goes from here, but even if it goes to court, they're, they're going to lose this battle. You got to understand, I mean, when you just look at Mar-a-Lago, just to get in there, there is more security in this facility than most classified, you know, SCIF-type facilities. Guys, those of us who have been on the inside, we know that there are just violation after violation after violation of, of you know, smaller scale, sensitive or secret stuff to very highly classified, highly sensitive materials, documents, uh, programs, command, like the whole thing, computer, everything. Like we... And as a security guy, I used to get so frustrated going into work and in these different, you know, whether it's a highly secure place like the Pentagon or some some of these other offsite type places. Guys, it's a crap show. The the fact that we are still the global dominant power that we are, it it's but for the grace of God, it's a total crap shoot that we are who we are in in the position of prestige that we're in. It's almost like when you see how the duct tape is holding it all together, you're almost like, how is this even possible? Like, how have we not been taken over uh, by, by, by a country uh, who's got their crap together? Uh, scroll up to the next page. She's got the outcome for Hillary. Let's see here. Uh, subsection B, willfully and all unlawfully removed, shall forfeit his office and disqualified from holding office. Um, so yeah, he didn't unlawfully move anything. This is also evidenced by the fact, oh, ooh, this is good. I'm going to read this Hillary thing. Um, but for you guys listening to the news, if you could be bothered to listen to CNN or anything like that, um, or maybe I can just tell you so you can say this to those idiot friends of yours and colleagues and relatives, um, he did not unlawfully remove classified information. The president of the United States is allowed to have classified information in their possession, including after the time that they're president, okay? Uh, the National Archives was aware that he had these materials. The Department of Injustice was aware that he had these materials, and they made a request of him that he increase the security. They weren't satisfied with the manner of storage, okay? Uh, so... They padlocked a room in his home where these documents were, 
And then a week or two later, they come back and cut the padlock that they put on there. That's kind of stupid. Maybe it was just for the drama of having the images. Who the heck knows? I don't know. Um, you know, the, just like the Uvalde police situation, they, they have an affinity for unlocked or locked doors or whatever. I don't understand it. It's their thing. Um, but I don't know if, I don't know if all these documents were in the safe. I, it sounds like not. It sounds like they were in a locked room in boxes. Um, I'm more inclined to think that it's a witch hunt and that they wanted a reason to get onto his property and confiscate his property to include the safe that they broke into just so they could see what's in there. Um, now, when they raided Rudy Giuliani's and he's got Hunter Biden's laptop and copies of the hard drive, they make sure that they don't take any of that stuff. You got to understand law enforcement and especially the feds, they love electronics. They are, they are so infatuated with electronics and all of this big tech, big, um, big brother, big surveillance state stuff that sometimes they'll overlook weapons in pursuit of things like cell phones, hard drives, uh, SD cards, things like that. So it is truly telling that they refuse to take any computer electronics from, uh, from, uh, Rudy Giuliani's place because they knew that he had Hunter Biden's laptop and hard drive copies. And they definitely didn't want that on evidence logs. Um, anyway, I, I think that it's very possible that they were there just on a witch hunt to say, hmm, if we do this nothing burger, uh, we can illegally break into his safe and just take whatever's in there um, and just, you know, see what we can see. FBI director, by reasonable standards, Hillary Clinton is guilty of this crime and reasonable person in Secretary Clinton's position or in the position of those government employees with whom she was corresponding about these matters should have known that unclassified system, that an unclassified system was no place for that conversation. Uh, committed the crime, but was dismissed of charges, although there was although there is evidence of potential violations. Potential violations. <laughs> yeah, the FBI director would say that. There is evidence of potential violations. No, there, there's, there's evidence beyond a reasonable shadow of a doubt that she did this. Our judgment is that no reasonable prosecutor would bring such a case. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Well, that... That is very interesting. I've not seen this. Thanks for sharing that, Jay Short. You know, uh, we, we've got some things going on in the world. Uh, Governor DeSantis is just relieved, fired, whatever you want to call it, removed. Um, a prosecutor in Florida who didn't do their job, which is kind of like the name suggests, to prosecute crimes um, for not prosecuting. Among federal prosecutors, I don't believe this is true. I believe the FBI director was just lying here. Um, and was this director Comey or Christopher Wray? Uh, either one, both of them are liars. Um, but that that's so interesting. Can you imagine the local police, uh, a sheriff, maybe a detective, police officer, maybe even the police chief, 
and they say, um, well, there's the gloves and the blood and the partially severed head over here. And, and you, you know, OJ did lead us on a high-speed chase, and he did have blood on him. Um, so there's some evidence of potential violations, but we're not actually going to arrest him because we don't think that a reasonable prosecutor would bring charges. That that's what he's saying. He he's saying we get to shirk our responsibilities of upholding the law. And there's the two branches of the criminal justice system: the enforcement apparatus, uh, which goes out and stops people from breaking law if they're committing those uh, if they're committing those violations and infractions in their presence, or who goes and arrests them after probable cause to believe that they have will or actively are committing such crime. Um, he's saying, and then there's the other branch, which is prosecuting, making the case, making the legal argument, steel manning that argument and convincing a judge and a jury of it, or convincing a judge if it's a bench trial, a jury if it's a jury trial, that the person committed these crimes beyond a reasonable shadow of a doubt. Those are two separate branches of the criminal justice system. So the, the FBI expects us to believe that they can shirk their responsibility to enforce the law and to make arrests and issue indictments because they think that the other branch of the criminal justice system might not take the case, might not prosecute the case, might not win the case. No, no, no. That's not your job. That's not, that doesn't have anything to do with your oath. This this way of doing the job is unethical. You, you, you don't do that. You believe that someone's committed the crime. You person, you have the probable cause. You have those clear and articulable facts, which is what you need to get a judge to sign a warrant. Then you go, you do it. You've done your part. You can sleep at night. They are in charge. You know, sometimes you make the arrest and they say, we're not going to prosecute. Hillary Clinton is exactly the type of case um, that a special prosecutor should be put over. And guess what? That's what's going to happen. The, the next Republican president is going to completely sidestep the stupid, insane Department of Injustice. They are going to appoint a special prosecutor. They, they, they don't have to deal with, oh, well, is there going to be so courageous an FBI agent? And is there going to be? No, they're, they're going to appoint a special prosecutor um, who is going to investigate and, and you know, put together their own team and find out what they can find out. All the evidence is there. Everyone knows this. Um, all right. So this has gone a little bit long today, guys, but I, we, we have to watch, we have to watch a, a minute or two of this together. Um, because, you know, my audience is a really, you guys are a really smart audience, so you're probably already aware of this. Um, but just in the off chance that you're not, I want to point out the, the propaganda campaign for you just so, uh, just so you don't miss it. So this is uh, NBC coverage last night. Lots of, how do I full screen this? Um, the FBI has executed a search warrant. Yeah, lots of lies, 
in this. Um, but yeah, at the home he, he's of the FBI, Trump. you know, they're they're talking about the FBI story, blah blah blah. Um, they bring in their legal definitely just breaking. I mean, I was called away from dinner just to break. They they bring in their their legal guy, which one I I just believe that everything that they say is a lie. Uh, to include meaningless stuff like this. And adding the raid was unannounced. NBC News legal analyst Danny Savalos joins us now. Danny, uh, this is just breaking as we went to air. Uh, what do you make of what we're seeing now? Oh, it's definitely just breaking. I mean, I was called away from dinner just to break cover this breaking news. And really what... Yeah, that interchange was so awkward and weird. I think that they lied. I believe that... Uh, NBC and other news outlets already knew about the raid because we're making a point to say it's definitely just breaking. I wasn't planning this. I was called away from dinner. I'm I'm blinking like I'm on drugs and getting, you know, getting deposed under drugs. I'm, you know, I do this for a living, but I, I'm very nervous breaking this breaking news. Um, but here's the thing that I wanted to show you guys must be based on probable cause, but of what it's hard. This is about, remember, we're, we're talking about the raid on the former president's home. That's the breaking news. It says so right across the bottom of the screen, Trump confirms FBI agents raided Mar-a-Lago home. That's what we're talking about. But this is what we're showing. Of a criminal activity that they need to seize at Mar-a-Lago. That's about all you can glean from the fact that a search warrant has issued, it must be based on probable cause. But of what? It's hard to say. You might infer that just a few days ago, on uh, on or around July 27, uh, uh, the DOJ obtained a search warrant to search the phone of Attorney John Eastman, and they've obtained they've been conducting another uh, otherwise an investigation into the activities of uh, of January 6. But again, that's conjecture right now. All we really seem to know is that there apparently is a search warrant being executed or it was executed at Mar-a-Lago. And we've seen that. So just in case you were unaware, uh, like all professions, you know, propagandists running propaganda campaigns, trying to indoctrinate and propagandize total, you know, nations and civilizations it's a profession there there's a, an art and science to it um a lot of it's been declassified the findings of the studies from multiple intelligence agencies ours the the cia has declassified a lot of propaganda uh, techniques um they've also declassified that they've run these experiments with public radio with uh public you know cable televisions uh, networks They've run these experiments with Disney and, and how they work on children and young people. Um, but also, these things have been, I don't know if declassified is the right word, but confirmed in, in published studies and published writings from foreign intelligence services like MI, uh, MI5, MI6, uh, KGB, lots of foreign intelligence, probably Mossad, um, now that I'm thinking about it. But, but there, there is a way to do propaganda. One of the techniques is picture placement, which elicits word association. Are you understanding what I'm saying? When I show you this picture, 
what do you think of? What comes to mind? Um, that type of thing. Someone shows you a red apple, you might think school. Um, maybe that's because there was a campaign to keep putting the image of a red apple on school desks and television shows. Maybe that was something that actually didn't happen in real life. But are you seeing what I'm saying? But you see Apple and you think school desk or you think school. You might be thinking shows like Boy Meets World or, or other Disney shows, things like that. Are, are you figuring that? It's word association through imagery. Can we make you think something is true or make an association between two unrelated things through image placement? Can we say the word, say the name Donald Trump, show you pictures of Donald Trump, and then go back and forth between Donald Trump and January 6th? This is propaganda. This is why so many people are still holding on to and watching every minute of the January 6th committees and things like that, because this is what's being shown to them. And they're hearing Donald Trump, January 6th. And they're seeing Donald Trump, January 6th. That's, that's what is the, happening. Of January 6th. But again, that's conjecture right now. All we really seem to know is that there are... Now, here's the thing. What in this story relates to January 6th? Absolutely nothing. They know at the time that they're doing this that this is about the handling and safe storage of classified information. They know it's not about unlawfully obtaining, unlawfully seizing, unlawfully transporting classified information. That's what Hillary Clinton did. This is about being allowed to have the classified information. It is yours. And funnily enough, you are the classification authority. You can say if it is or isn't classified unilaterally. That is something that you just get to do as the president. They don't like it, but tough. Guys, this has nothing to do with January 6th. What we just watched on NBC is a tactic used by propagandists. Am I saying that NBC is propagandizing? No, I don't want to get sued, so I'm not saying that, but I am saying that it is a well-documented, confirmed propaganda technique as a subject matter on security to include homeland security, international security issues. I am saying from that authority, and you know it to be true, remember we go back to the red apple thing, that this is a propaganda technique showing images of something of two unrelated things to make a connection between them in the mind of the viewer. Guns are bad. Guns cause death, that kind of thing. Guns, death, COVID, death ticker, COVID, death ticker. There aren't hundreds of millions of people dying from COVID, but we're showing you these just death ticker, COVID, death ticker, COVID. That's how propaganda campaigns work. We've got to have our eyes open to this reality, and we need to be able to tell people. We need to be able to explain it to people. 
hey, why are they showing, they're talking about classified information, they're talking about safe handling, Title 18, uh, United States Code, President Trump, Mar-a-Lago home. Why are they showing a picture of the Capitol from January, from two Januarys ago and the story about Florida yesterday? It's propaganda, guys. All right. So I've gone way over. Um, thanks for watching, everyone. Thanks for being a fan of the show. Um, make sure that you like, share, and subscribe. Krasana says, Jay Short says, Krasana says, this is this is hearsay. I love it. Uh, Krasana says, watch the lies they spew to try and put Trump in jail. Uh, yeah, I, they're... Yeah, if they, he's not worried. He's not worried about this at all. Um, even regular individuals, regular government workers usually aren't in prison for um, safe handling violations. They, they lose their job and they lose their security clearance or ability to hold the security clearance. It, <laughs> that would be the funniest thing. I, I, I don't, think um and i watched another show this morning and they were talking about this i'm unaware of anyone going to prison um for safe handling violations i've seen a lot of safe handling violations i've fired people um i've been involved with the reconciliation processes with the government and the fines and all all that stuff and i'm unaware of people going to prison for it uh but i uh Chris Ann is probably right here. I was saying Chrisana. It's Chris Ann. The A is big. Yeah. Uh, Chris Ann's probably on to something here because they they try and maximize on every opportunity with Donald Trump. So for something that for everyone else in history, they get fired and they lose their clearance and ability to hold a clearance, um, they probably would try and push for prison uh, for him. But they're definitely trying to push to bar him from holding public office uh, in the future. That's what this whole thing is about. Um, yeah, they're all about history making on the left. 100% agree. All right, guys. Well, that is the show today. Make sure that you like, share, and subscribe. Uh, love hearing your thoughts. Email ask at com. Thanks again to Birch Gold for presenting today's show. Uh, text Mobley to 989898 to get your free information kit. Information never hurts. Uh, and you know what else doesn't hurt? Sleeping on a my pillow pillow doesn't hurt. Like some of those painful pillows you might have, get new pillows, uh, get huge savings. Use promo code Mobley at mypillow.com. That's promo code Mobley at mypillow.com. Guys, thanks so much for watching today's show. Uh, definitely a bit of a rant. Um, we've got some awesome interviews lined up. Um, we're going to be uh, speaking with a prominent doctor about monkeypox and, and what's going on with that. Uh, this Thursday, I believe, we've got Johnny Vieira with Votify Now coming on the show. I think that's Friday. Um, I forget who we've got tomorrow. I'm going to try and get Wendy Strauss Mahoney on the show this week because we were texting last night because I was angry and wanted to go, I don't know, storm some hill or something. Uh, that that statement is what the FBI will use. They'll say, this is him making a threat. 
um, about about breaching the Capitol or whatever. Storm some hill means breaking into the United States Capitol building. That's what they'll say because they're idiots. Uh, but anyway, I always enjoy you guys. I hope you enjoyed the show. That's all I got. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Joe Mobley Show. Remember to subscribe and make sure you don't miss out on future content. You can always show your support by leaving a review or making a financial contribution by going to thejoemobleyshow.com and hitting support the show. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. If that was the first prayer you've ever prayed, I hope it won't be the last. Until next time, this is The Joe Mobley Show.